You're listening to the CX Pod from T-Tech and the Customer Strategist Journal. Hi, welcome to the CX Pod. I'm Judith Aquino. Today, we'll be discussing the customer experience factor as it relates to the COVID-19 vaccines and efforts to increase the vaccination rate. Joining me in this discussion is Anne-Marie Munyana, a nursing and healthcare leader at Chamberlain University. Anne also serves on the Chicago Department of Public Health's Scientific COVID-19 Vaccine Workgroup. Welcome to the show, Anne. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so pleased to be here today. Let's start by talking a little bit about the Vaccine Workgroup. Can you tell me what is its purpose and what is it? what has it accomplished so far? Sure, absolutely. The work group was put together by our leaders at the Chicago Department of Public Health, um, our healthcare commissioner, Dr. Arwadi, and it includes um, a number of area experts, physicians, scientists, nurses, ethicists, um, statisticians, um, to look at the data that was coming um, to the FDA to the Food and Drug Administration um, as their process to do the emergency authorizations for the two first vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine. And so our goal was to, um, you know, make sure that we were comfortable with how the process was going because there's been so much dialogue and so much focus on um, the speed at which the vaccine was developed that it was important to have uh, members of the Chicago uh, healthcare community support um, the the vaccine in order to improve and increase the distribution or, or actually the vaccine acceptance that were, that is so important. We can have a vaccination, but if, if people are not receiving the vaccine, you know, that that's a problem. So we were letting our expertise and our voice to the Department of Health um, to confirm that we feel that the FDA did what the FDA needs to do in order to issue the emergency authorization. That Great. the vaccine is safe. And um, have you seen any results yet from, from your efforts? Uh, well, our, um, our findings, our summary, our results are published on the Chicago Department of Public Health website. Um, and basically just um, confirming and um, upholding and supporting the findings um, from the FDA and the safety of the vaccine. And so our hope is to now, as we move forward, to reach out and be a part of the community effort to encourage and to educate our community on the importance of the vaccine and its safety. And what are you finding um, is key to engaging the community and also combating the misinformation that's out there? One of the challenges that we've seen is just the huge amount of information from all um, all areas, right? It's it's from the television, from your from the internet, from family members, from friends. Um, there's just so much information that it, it is daunting um, for some of our patients and members of our community to sort through and to understand. And so our um, responsibility and our duty as as healthcare providers, as clinicians, as doctors, nurses, um, and other members of the team is to be the voice of our patients and to help them understand um, and help them make that decision that they need to make in order to 
accept the vaccine and take the vaccine. And so I think one of the challenges has been all that information. Um, I think there's been a disconnect in perhaps um, some of the, the leadership on do this, don't do this, and, and people changing their uh, their opinions. And it, so it is very confusing. And that's going to be one of the challenges that we face is to make sure that we are messaging correctly um, and, and appropriately. Are there any lessons that have been learned uh, from distributing other vaccines that might help, such as um, the flu, hepatitis B, or HPV vaccines? I, I think the lessons that are, are learned, you know, every step of this process is important. Every element from the vaccine development to um, the trials and the men and women who volunteered for the trials, um, and, and and then now onto the distribution, it's all very, very important. And I must say, we certainly have been impacted by something as you know, as straightforward as the temperature of the vaccine and how that has impacted the distribution. And so I think it's important that not only do we uh, commit the resources to our scientists and our labs and our, uh, you know, pharmaceutical company labs and our NIH labs to develop the vaccines, but we also have to be very, very um, on top of the distribution and what that means. And when we say we, we're going to have, you know, a million vaccines, well, that's also a million band-aids, a million needles, a million alcohol swabs, and, and that whole process um, needs to come together. Uh, I think uh, communication is another lesson that we need to make sure that we're being responsible in our communication and, and being um, accurate. And if we don't know the answer, then we don't know the answer. Um, and we find out the answer. I just wanted to go back to also in terms of engaging the community and um, addressing the concerns of different groups as we as the vac- vaccine is rolled out. So there have been reports that even healthcare workers are refusing um, the vaccine. What would you say is really important to to appeal to that type of patient? You know, that I'm so glad that you asked that question. I, it's, it's hugely important. I mean, at this point, it's, it's about taking the vaccine and accepting the vaccine. And we realize that there are some of our members of the community, some people that they will never take the vaccine for whatever reason. Um, but we also have a huge, and, and I think what our challenge is, is that larger sector of the population that's in the gray area, that they have hesitancy. And so when we when we ask um, the individuals in our community, you know, what is it? What 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 gives you pause? What what makes you hesitant? Uh, many of them, it's it's not so much that they're not going to take it, but many of them want to wait and see, you know, well, I want to see how it goes. And uh, I want to get more information about it. I want to understand the long term effects about it. I want to make sure that it's safe. And and so for that part of the population, I think it's more of a wait and see uh, kind of approach that they're, that we're taking. In terms of um, us addressing that, you know, as a nurse, and, and um, we are such a trusted profession. And as a nurse, we have our responsibility to um, educate our patients, to role model. Um, and, and for us to also get the vaccine, I am troubled by healthcare workers who have chosen at this time not to be vaccinated. And I think we'll have to really go a little deeper and, and try to find out um, why that is, what, what their reasoning is. 
Um, however, I am very encouraged um, as time goes by that as people know, you know, let me step back a second. When you tell someone, you know, 20% of people had this and 50%, when we give them numbers, it's hard for someone to really put their arms around that and to sort that out. And so what seems to be making a difference is a personal connection. So when you say, you know what, my neighbor got the vaccine and she is fine, or my teacher or my doctor or my nurse, that in a way makes a larger impact on the individual when they feel like they've known someone who got the vaccine and did okay. So I think as we get the vaccine rolled out, as more and more people um, take the vaccine, that hopefully we will see that word of mouth, if you will, um, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Are there any misconceptions that you encounter in terms of where we are with getting the vaccine? I think there are probably uh, misconceptions. One of the, one of the things, perhaps, is even the way um, with the speed that the development has gone. It, yes, it it has been uh, a, a speedy development of of a vaccine. Absolutely. Uh, however, that was part of what our work group was looking at is to 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 do that to put our eyes on the data and on the information and and give reassurance that just because something went quickly that there weren't any um, corners cut. I mean, our scientists were and researchers were you know twenty four seven you know around the clock, just like our healthcare providers in the hospital for the last ten or eleven months have been taking care of patients twenty four hours a day uh seven days a week uh so the the effort was put into it, and the work was done um appropriately however, you know there are uh individuals that will just you know they have their mind made up and and they have their opinions, and I respect their opinions um but but perhaps um we can still do better about messaging and about providing reassurance. And looking ahead, do you see this as becoming part of a playbook that could potentially be used? Um, you know, heaven forbid we have to face another <laughs> pandemic like this, but I'm just wondering what would be the key takeaways maybe five years, 10 years out from this experience? Uh, well, you're absolutely right. I mean, I know we're talking about lessons learned and, and God forbid we ever have to deal with this in, in our lifetime again. But, but I, I do, I do think that we need to find a way to have a um, more cohesive approach. Um, whether it's, um, you know, I, I love our country and the individuality of our states and, and how we were founded. Each state has their own, you know, governor and, and then we have our, our federal government. But I think there's an opportunity there to see if we can map out improved, uh, communication and improved cooperation, um, so that it does get down to that individual, to that sit, to that county, to that city, to that community. Right. And my last question for you is, so our new president said he wants to administer 100 million doses of the coronavirus vaccine in his first 100 days in office. Um, what, and I know you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but what would be your um, advice to him to make that happen? Uh, I, you know, I support that. I think that is a a manageable goal. I think it's going to take a lot of work. And I would say, 
you know, um, tap into all the resources that are needed. And, uh, you know, as someone who is a nurse educator, you know, we we can look at throughout the, the United States, the, the multiple, the many nursing students who are there who, who are able to help in this effort, our medical students, our pharmacy students, our, you know, there's there's a lot of people who um, are here that, that want this to succeed. And so I know that I know with nursing programs, we're working very closely with um, our national nursing organizations to make sure that our nursing students are counted among those who can participate in the vaccination efforts. Well, Anne, thank you so much for sharing your insights with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. It was, it was my pleasure. To learn more about our vaccine series, visit us at ttech.com or subscribe to our podcast at ttech.com slash resources slash CXPod. Thanks. See you next time.